are there some mornings where you wake up after the suggested eight hours of sleep and you feel like you are just walking through treacle? You just feel shattered, even though you have had a really good night's sleep. Or you might have had an evening watching TV and relaxing, but you still feel exhausted. In this episode, we are going to touch on why this is the case and then look at what you can do about this to make your downtime actually downtime. Are you feeling overrun and wrung out by the juggle of being a working mum? Do you just wish that you could be calmer and more patient at work and when you come home to your family, but there are so many things that need to be done and there are so many expectations on you? Do you wish you just had the space and the time and the capacity to be able to make choices that you know would leave you feeling healthier and happier, but you just don't have any wiggle room? Welcome to the Managing Mum podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, a working mum of two with a very busy, very active life. As a qualified personal trainer and a well-being coach, and as a mum who has felt all of these things, my aim is to help you learn how to manage the juggle so that you can feel healthier and happier and lighter, and you can build great relationships at work and at home, and so that you can move closer to that ever-elusive work-life balance. While I may well offer suggestions such as taking a bubble bath, I'm also going to help you figure out how to do it without feeling guilty. So run that bath, tie up your mum bun and lock the bathroom door. We're learning how to juggle. Welcome to the third episode of the Managing Mum podcast. I have been putting off recording this episode for a while because it has been school holidays. It has been crazy busy trying to keep everybody entertained. I was really excited for school holidays because I thought, oh, great, I don't have to make a school snack. I don't have to do a school run. And then I realized that (laughs) these children were going to be at home every day and I probably needed to do some activities with them. So it is busy, it's been crazy, the children are here running around outside so you might hear them in the background but I figured that we are all mums who are trying to make it happen whether we're working at home or in the office so you will understand. And I just wanted to remind you that if you feel like you need someone to talk to, someone to support you as you manage the juggle, someone who just a space to just let it all out whether it's about things that are going on at work or at home or in between, please feel free to drop me an email at charlotte at charlottehaggy.com. The address is also in the show notes. And I would really love to give you 30 minutes to chat about what's going on for you and to see if there is any way that I can help you with, with that. But for now, let's just get into what today is all about. I thought about this because I think that as mothers, exhaustion is part of our <laughs> our story, really. I remember being eight and a half, no, eight and three quarters months pregnant with my son, Oliver, and I was a bridesmaid at a wedding out of town. And my my husband was a little bit anxious, I think, that what happens if if it all starts to happen? And luckily it didn't, but I was like a big pink bus walking down the aisle 
and on the dance floor having a wonderful time and people were drinking and really celebrating all around me a lot of them mums who had left their children at home and so many people came up to me and said oh you know so exciting and wonderful but motherhood it's the toughest thing you'll ever do it's the most wonderful thing but it's also the hardest and I was a little bit put out I kind of felt a bit like you know, I'm about to go on this journey and okay, yes, 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 I know it's going to be tough and rah, rah, rah. And I suppose in my mind I was thinking about the exhaustion of a newborn and I was thinking only, you know, in really contemplating the first month of the child's life and now I am five and a half years in and I see what they mean and I realize that the toughness is not necessarily the exhaustion of the lack of sleep and the feeding and the whatever that comes with the newborn. But the toughness is in the the exhaustion that comes with being a mother, managing it all, with the emotional load that we carry for everybody at home, whether it's our partner, whether it's the children, whether it's, you know, if you have, we are very, very blessed to have a nanny and often she comes to me with issues and the mental load, what does everybody need? What are we going to have for supper? What do I need to be doing for the children's schools? And then what is expected of me at work? And just managing all of these things and all of the thoughts that go with it. And then there's the physical load of fetching and carrying and doing the shopping and then sitting at a chair that, you know, makes us possibly not comfortable or makes us a little bit more unhealthier than we should be and then thinking that we should be doing more exercise etc etc and so I thought about bringing this topic this topic of exhaustion to us to look a little bit at how this comes about in terms of the emotional and the mental load there is a physical exhaustion but there's also this exhaustion of just carrying it all carrying the the weight of being a mum, carrying the weight of being a wife, carrying the weight of being an employee or a manager. And, um, you know, how can we, well, first of all, why is that the case? And then what can we do to really feel healthier and more energetic and excited and able to do all the things that we need to do? I remember a few weeks ago, we had had a really bad spate of nights that had just been up and down and my husband was snoring and the children were up and and then things started getting better and one night I got home from work and I was making the supper and the children I desperate to get the children to bed so that I could actually go to bed myself and my husband was surprised and he said why are you still tired we've had a few good nights sleep and I really got irritated in that moment. I was like, well, a few good nights sleep don't make up for the weeks and weeks of bad nights. But I realized that there was also another reason that I was feeling so exhausted. And when I went to bed, I lay there thinking, what is going on for me that's making me feel depleted, that's making me feel like when I wake up in the morning, I just haven't had these good nights sleep. The other time I've experienced this, and this is not necessarily around waking up, but I have an incredibly sensitive son and lots sets him off. And I noticed 
that I would get home and I would be feeling absolutely fine. And within two hours of being home, I would be feeling completely exhausted, completely wrung out, just um, able to react in the way that I wanted to, desperate to go to bed, couldn't even be bothered with supper really. And so this coupled with the the waking up in the morning, coupled with the watching Netflix for two hours and still feeling exhausted was what I wanted to look at today. Really to think about what is going on that is making this happen. Yes, okay, there are environmental uh, impacts on our exhaustion levels on our capacity to manage but there are also other things that affect us I love Dr Shafali I don't know if you have read any of her work or seen any of her work she's very focused on conscious parenting and she offers an acronym the acronym SIGN and she says that when a child is is playing up or acting out you look at that acronym sign and it basically this it's saying something inside is going negative. And I use this with my children a lot. You know, I look at them and I think something inside is going negative. They're not bad children. They're not trying to be difficult and awful. They've just got something inside going negative. And what's happening for me is exactly the same. When I am finding that I'm so tired, something inside is going negative. And because we're adults, because we're expected to hold ourselves together, we don't have that outburst that a child might have when they're feeling something inside. We don't lie on the floor and kick and scream. We hold it all together, but that's really, really tiring because we're in an emotional state and a physical state that is exhausting. We're in a depleting state because of the hormone cortisol that is pumping through our bodies. Basically, we're in a a stress state, a fight or flight state. So when I am sitting with my son, or not sitting with my son, I'm trying to cook the supper and he's having an absolute meltdown and I'm trying to do so many things and I can't be with him and do the things that he needs me to do while he's going through this and sensorily it's upsetting my ears and my daughter needs something and I didn't finish what I was meant to be doing at work today. I'm holding myself together but I'm in a state of fight or flight. The energy in my body, the cortisol that's pumping through my body, the electrical energy of my heart rate, everything is basically in a state to run away from the threat that comes from fight or flight, but I can't get away from it. So I'm now sitting, if we take the example of being with my my boy, I'm sitting with him for two hours, being in a state state of, of fight or flight, which is exhausting. If I'm thinking about the example of watching TV and thinking that I'm relaxing, but actually I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling something that is causing a, a stress response i'm feel i'm in a depleting state and so this means that even I, I might sit in front of the tv for two hours and zone out and yet inside my body 
physically the hormones and the um, heart rate and what's going on inside my body is actually depleting me of energy rather than building me up. Again, uh, I might have a very good night's sleep, but if I'm feeling in an emotional state that is exhausting, that is depleting, then I am going to be depleted when I wake up in the morning. I'm still going to be walking through treacle. I'm still going to be feeling exhausted no matter how much sleep I may have had. And I work a lot with this with my clients. We use various uh, tools to, to shift emotional states. And, you know, I've just touched on it. There's so much more to it than this. But I really wanted to get to look at, so what are some of the things that we can do uh, just that I can offer you here that you can do to build up your energy, to, to renew your energy levels, to start the day off feeling great rather than starting the day off feeling heavy and, um, and unenergized. So there are a couple of steps to take when you are feeling exhausted. I've got five here that I wanted to offer. The first is is to look at the practical things. What is happening in your life? Firstly, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting the recommended amount of sleep? Are you going to bed at a reasonable hour? And and what is the quality of that sleep? Is it interrupted or is it uninterrupted? Is it good deep solid sleep or is it in and out in and out are you eating well what is your diet like and um you know are you eating at supper time foods that are going to help you sleep or very rich heavy foods that are going to affect that sleep through the night are you drinking enough water are you moving your body so those are kind of the environmental very practical things that you can look at the sleep habits uh, that you can look at or the, the daily habits that you can look at that affect your sleep and its, its um, integrity, really. And then, then if that is all looking really good, then the last question of this number one is to look at is something inside going negative? What is happening for me in my emotional state? If everything else physical is appears to be good and healthy and well, what is going on for me inside? And you may actually need to look at this first because it might be that what's going on inside is also impacting the getting enough sleep, the way that you're eating, how much you're drinking, how you're moving your body. So they do, they do impact each other. Having looked at those first four practical, getting enough sleep, eating well, drinking enough water, moving your body, and then looking at that fifth one, what is going on for me? As we've said before, our first step is always awareness, always looking at what is going on here? What am I not aware of and what do I need to be more aware of? And being fascinated by ourselves, really putting ourselves in a Petri dish and being fascinated by what is going on for us that is causing this reaction, this outcome. 
And then the second step again is choosing to make a change. So if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating well, if you're not drinking enough water or moving your body, how can you choose to change those four practical things? Can you choose to change those four practical things? And if not, if something inside is going negative that's affecting those things as well as your quality of sleep, it might be an emotional thing that maybe is not as easy to change. It's perhaps uh, something that is kind of sticking with you. It's uncomfortable. It's someone else's fault. It's, you know, it's part of the the juggle. (laughs) And so it's in that stage that we need to think about, okay, how can I make this shift? And again, going back to that first step, getting to know what it is that's causing the negativity. So this would be that third step. So you've become aware that something is negative. Something inside is going negative. We're almost looping back to number three. My apologies for that banging. The children are running up and down the passage and um, causing mayhem. But I think they have gone away now. So we should be able to get back to it. So as I was saying... We're almost looping back to number one, uh, to that awareness piece, getting to know what is causing the negativity, looking, what is it, what does it feel like, what could it be, if often we very much know in our heads what's causing us to feel something, but we don't know what that feeling actually is. So what am I feeling? I'm feeling frustrated, or I'm feeling guilty, or I'm feeling... Um, annoyed or I'm feeling uh, anxious I'm feeling I'm behind on my work and so it's making me feel like this or somebody spoke to me like this today and it's making me feel like this if you already know what it is you can skip out step three and go straight straight to step four Um, or if you take a bit of time and start to become aware of what it is you can then go on to step four if you are struggling to figure out what that might be if there's a kind of stuckness and you just don't know about it if this has been going on for a long time and you can't seem to shift out of it this is really an opportunity to to talk to somebody um, or to journal to get it outside of you so that you can look at it um, objectively be interested be curious but it's really good to be able to talk about it, whether, as I've mentioned in, in previous episodes, whether you are voice noting yourself about it or you're journaling, writing it out, or you are working with a coach or a therapist to talk about what's going on and get to know what your body is feeling. You will then notice, okay, when I lie down and go to sleep, I, I still have this incredible tension in my shoulders or I still have this churning in my stomach and now I know what it's about really 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 important I think in this step three is not to push away what we're feeling not to lie in bed and be like oh I'm just feeling so so resentful or so angry but I just can't feel it I'm not allowed to feel it so I'm just going to push it aside or I'm going to just sit with it and let it be there because I can't change anything or I um, 
I, I just can't let it go. The other thing that I have really, really, really learned is that we can't change anything else, anybody else. We can only change ourselves. This is our incredible opportunity to think, okay, or to, to act on, okay, I am going to change how I feel. Because lying in bed feeling something because of what someone else has done or because of the situation outside of ourselves is not actually serving us. It makes it harder and harder to do and be what we need to do and be. So rather than pushing it away or just sitting and letting it stagnate, we have now in the step three got to know it a little bit, got to understand it, got to see where it's come from. So then moving into step four, it's time to shift our focus. It's time to move out of this, this uh, depleting state that we're in. If you find yourself feeling exhausted after you've been in a situation or at the end of the day or when you're waking up in the morning, my invitation to you is to really just carry out this one simple process. And um, the, the acronym BREATHE was coined, I believe, by Dr. Alan Watkins. And it's worth looking him up. He's, he's fabulous. And he's a neuroscientist who has worked on this shift in our emotional states. And the acronym BREATHE is, first of all, to breathe rhythmically and evenly through our hearts every day. And that is for various reasons. At one point, I might do a, a, a whole episode on that. But right now, I just want you to try it with me. So if you can, where you are, I would like you to think about a situation that makes you feel stressed or anxious or angry or whatever it might be. Get yourself into that situation in your mind's eye. Whether you close your eyes or you're driving, think about a situation that makes you feel depleted or frustrated or anxious or whatever the case may be something that makes you feel that negative feeling inside and when you've been there for a little bit and you can feel the negative feeling I would like you to shift your attention to your heart and with your attention to that to that organ of your heart and with your focus on that organ of your heart I want you to imagine you are breathing in and out of your heart rhythmically and evenly. So four breaths in, four breaths out. And just practice it. Try it for a few breaths. Breathe rhythmically, evenly and through the heart. And see what happens if you can't do it where you are now. Maybe come back to this step at some point when you have a moment and just try it out. Try it out just for a minute and see if there is a change in the way that your body feels, in the way that the, the something inside that's going negative is impacting how you feel. And then practice that way of breathing. We're so used to breathing short and sharp and being in a rush and moving through our days, breathing like this. And this is just an invitation, first of all, to take your focus off whatever it is that is causing you this negative feeling to focus on your heart where positive feelings generally come from and to breathe this way so that you can change 
the physiological way that your body is operating. So that step five is to notice how this changes the feeling inside. Does it make you feel more at ease? And to keep doing it until you feel not relaxed. Relaxed, you can still be feeling guilty or worried or angry and be relaxing. We want you to feel calm. So whether you do it before you get into bed or while you're sitting watching Netflix, practice it, practice it. Any time that you're feeling something inside going negative, use this acronym BREATHE to bring yourself back to a feeling of balance and a feeling of ease. Those are my five tips. That first one, look at what is happening in your life practically, in your environment, around you, in your sleep habits, in your eating habits, in your moving habits. And then if something is going negative inside, notice that as well. The second one, choose to make a change, whether it's to a change, a change to the first four practical things or a change to your emotional state. If there is something inside going negative, that third step is to go back to that awareness piece and look at why, if you know why, or if you don't really need to know why, just get to know what it is and what would allow you to sleep better, what would allow you to feel calmer, more at ease. The fourth step is to practice the breathe skill. Practice that skill. Create a time in your day where you practice the breathe skill. We do all sorts of things where we practice something that we want to get better at. This is exactly the same thing. And then that fifth step, notice if there is a change in your body. Notice if you have more energy when you wake up in the morning or if you feel like you've slept better or if you feel like you're less reactive in situations, you feel like you're able to manage yourself a little bit better. So I hope that this has been useful for you today. And again, just an invitation, if it, it, it sounds great, but you just aren't sure where to go, how to do this, how, where to turn, please contact me if you would like any support. And please do share this podcast with other mums who are managing, who are exhausted, who are depleted. And let's continue to build up our wonderful village of mums. It is a real honor and a privilege for me to spend this time with you sharing what I have experienced and everything that I have learned. And it can get quite lonely on this side of the mic. So if you have enjoyed this podcast or if you've found anything useful in it, I would so appreciate if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It really lets me know that I actually am making an impact, which is the best thing for me. And if you know of any other mums that you think might like this podcast, any mums who are managing it all, so basically all of them, please share this podcast with them so that we can build a village of happy, healthy mums. Mums.